Hey everybody, it is Neil, and this is the Monster Maverick Show, where we talk about all things Splinterlands. And I gotta say, the more I listen to that theme song, which, I, which is from Isaria, uh, the more I like it. So, uh, you know, she's not here right now, but when she sees this in the future, I would say, good job, Isaria. I love it. Anyway, uh, Fox, we got in the house, we got Cal, we got our illustrious founder, Agrod, we got New Age, we got Paco... Scaredy Cat and Rondon and Scott. Rondon has to be here because, you know, he's like the producer of this whole thing. So, um, you know, he doesn't really count. But but I appreciate his presence anyway. <laughs> and, uh, Fox, there is live video uh, if you go to the uh, MSP Wave site or, uh, or the Vim stream. I'm not sure if 3Speak is working right now. But, um, yeah, there is video. So I actually use the video as well, uh, which is some, some of the MSP Wave hosts do, some don't. I'm one of the ones who does. So uh, you can check out mspwaves.com slash watch. And why, why am I even saying that? I should just give you the URL. Uh, and then um, you, can, you can watch. And uh, the only thing to keep in mind with the video streams is that the... Discord stream and the video streams have like a different delay, like so it's a couple seconds off, which can be kind of um, uh, challenging, because <laughs> like you'll you'll be responding to something like ten seconds after everybody else responds with something, uh, but uh, but there is the stuff there. So today is the end of June, 2020. First half of 2020 is complete, and wow, am I glad. <laughs> I think everybody's glad that at least the first half is over. Uh, you know, second half is not looking any better, but still, at least we can say we got through half of the year. Uh, it's been it's been an ex exciting couple of weeks in the Splinterlands world, and uh, I will try to talk slower. I've had a couple of people tell me I talk too fast. I've had people tell me that my entire life, so this is nothing new, but I'll try. Um... <laughs> But yeah, lots, lots of news in the Splinterlands world. Uh, we got a few, few different things to go over. Uh, we got Agrid here. Um, did anybody catch his... As I'm dropping everything out of my pockets. Did, any, did everybody catch his, uh, his panel talk show? Uh, not really talk show. It was a panel interview on, uh, on YouTube earlier today. Uh, I will give you a link to his post about it. It was, I, I listened to it live. I'm assuming that you can still view the replay. Uh, most, most YouTube live stuff you can. Uh, it was him and like four or five other uh, people talking uh, who are all crypto gaming, uh, you know, people, developers, CEOs, that kind of thing. And they were, they were talking about the whole, uh, the state of the, of the industry, basically. Yeah, uh, Agra's asking, it was good. I thought it was great. Uh, there were a couple, couple interesting tidbits that I just wanted to hit on real quick. So, uh, you know, here on the Master Monster Maverick Show, you know, yes, it's about Splinterlands, but m mostly it's about the, uh, you know, the uh, the investment and future state of the game kind of uh, viewpoint. Um, and from that perspective, it was the the most interesting part to me was when the panel was talking about uh, how crypto gaming adoption, uh, people are looking at it more as an investment than as like gaming. And one of the one of the panelists was saying that 
the statistics for gaming in general have gone up during the corona shutdowns. <laughs> uh, so the uh, so people stuck at home uh, playing games more, but that has not or that trend has not continued into the crypto gaming uh, world. And so, you know, the guy who was saying that was, was saying that, you know, that that support for his position, that people are viewing it more as an investment. And I'm not sure that's 100 percent true because, you know, there's also just the uh, there's just the the technical challenges in, in dealing with it. Uh, any kind of crypto gaming. So, you know, setting up wallets and you know, plugging into the blockchain and making sure everything works and whatever blockchain the game is on, you got to make sure you have credits uh, or gas fees or whatever. So those are all serious hurdles to game adoption. And Agro was uh, was making some some good points. Is that before you even before you even reach that point, you have to have a fun game. Which I don't know if that was a dig at some of the other guys because I don't know any of their uh, any of their games. But uh, I thought that was hilarious. Uh, so one one of the panelists was talking about uh, crypto kitties and how people are still trading crypto kitties on on the ether network and how that he kept saying they were doing pretty okay so i i don't track prices of crypto kitties or anything uh but you know showing that people are using crypto kitties as a collectible or as an investment rather than playing the game because apparently not many people play the game anymore that was kind of mind-boggling to me uh so i don't know if anybody here is into crypto kitties but if you are let me know let me know if people are really viewing these as like as like a uh, a long-term collectible uh, like a like a piece of blockchain history combined with blockchain art maybe it's possible i guess uh i have not uh i don't <laughs> i don't i don't understand it if that's the case but i guess a case could be made made for it so uh Scaredy Cat, whose show is up next hour, actually. Uh, Scaredy Cat Investor Show is, is immediately following mine, so stick around for that. Uh, he's saying crypto adoption needs to increase for the gaming to increase. Uh, yeah, that is absolutely true. Um, so Ron says people can flock to crypto games and not even care about crypto per se. That is true. And I think that would actually be the ideal case. So I want Grandma to be able to open up her phone and play Spinnerlands and not have any idea about anything related to blockchain just it's a fun game i play it it's easy and oh look i have stuff that's worth money that's really the ideal experience i think for 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 people in the crypto gaming world so uh you know crypto is is a technology you know it's a feature it's not a benefit so in your you know in in like standard sales training all across the world they they tell you sell benefits not features Nobody cares about, you know, the particular features of whatever it is you're trying to sell. They care about what it does for them, how it makes their lives better. So that's that's what we need in the crypto gaming world. And Splinterlands does a pretty good <laughs> Splinterlands does a pretty good job of that. You know, you can sign up with your email and then they delegate the resource credits behind the scenes and uh, you're pretty much off and running. So uh, I don't know how that compares to other games, really. But like anything on Ethernet, on the on the Ethernet network or an EOS or 
you know, any any blockchain that's not fast and free, basically, uh, that's going to be a major challenge. So, uh, you know, I do I do appreciate, you know, that Hive has those uh, those features that make the benefit of it being pretty transparent. Uh, <laughs> and then, uh, just for fun, the uh, somebody in the D City Discord dropped this link. <laughs> Just money, And if you go there, you just see the guy cranking out the money and you can view the charts uh, of the stocks and Bitcoin and whatever else at the same time. And you can play with the speeds and everything. It's pretty hilarious. So, uh, you know, another another topic on the panel there was that, uh, you know, are is crypto or is crypto gaming adoption waiting for a Bitcoin bull run? Uh, and. You know, you got to say that, yeah, I mean, it pretty much is because, you know, the onboarding into crypto has not fully been solved. And therefore, the crypto, uh, the crypto gamers come from the crypto people, at least so far. And, uh, you know, we can look at uh, we can look at uh, Rafalski's site and see how that's doing for uh, for uh, for Splitterlands. I keep trying to remember the the new URL. It's hive data dot space. That's the new uh, that's the new statistics site. And uh, you know, battles is is you know all time high, at least on this chart that I'm looking at. And uh, so that's that's cool and everything. You know, this is only a thirty day chart, but uh, yeah, three days of hundred thousand games per day. It's kind of amazing. You know, we always see a run up into uh, into the season end, which we just had. But you know, the, those run ups have been higher and higher. So more accounts were playing. Uh, you know, does that mean that does that mean that uh, more people are there? It's a little bit debatable. Um, you know, Agrod, I've not heard an update from you over the, the past couple brought two weeks about uh, your Facebook campaigns, if you're still doing those, or if you're turning those off and waiting for, uh, you know, better better onboarding uh, material or what or whatnot. But uh, clearly there are more, there are more accounts transacting. Hey, Jarvie. Uh, we were just talking about the, uh, the roundtable panel that Agrod was on a little bit earlier. <clears throat> if you guys don't know, Jarvie is one of the lead guys behind uh, Peak, Peak D, Peak Monsters, uh, Critical infrastructure for Splinterlands. Um, in fact, I was just looking at, at, at uh, my Peak Monsters <laughs> account and wow, that has gone down significantly. So that 59 number, that was like 70 something like a week ago. So that's, that's been rough. <laughs> but you know, that's what happens. Um, because of that so that that green line going down like that there's you know there's a lot of selling going on in the marketplace uh, a bunch of whales dumping and uh so we're seeing prices come back i i think this is actually gonna be the great washout uh let's see oh we got some analytics here total impressions two hundred nine thousand. post reach eighty one thousand. uh twitter impressions forty three thousand. article views 2,800 impressions on Twitter, lower 37,000. Giphy views, 44,000. That's actually really great. Uh, <laughs> yeah, buyer's market right now is for sure. 
So yeah, Jarvi, uh, you should listen to the whole thing. I, I think it's worth worth a listen. Uh, I was doing I was listening to it while you know working, so it was overall I think it was good. Uh, you know clearly, the, uh, the <laughs> you know Splinterlands is the biggest game in the crypto world, and that still remains true. Uh, the um, some of the other guys seemed. Uh, not not upset about that, but uh, you know, <laughs> I mean, maybe I'm, maybe I'm a biased viewer, but it seemed like Agro was was sort of like, hey, this is how it is. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it was interesting stuff. I I recommend I recommend checking out that post. Uh, you know, I was glancing around the Twitterverse, and I found uh, I saw this post just just before the show started. We got the Amp Exchange, or Amplify Exchange. They're actually sponsoring a couple of tournaments uh, coming up here soon, and that's that's really that's really encouraging uh, to me. So you know, if you go to the tournaments page, you can see them way at the bottom because they're not for a while. Uh, if we go to events upcoming, there they are: seven twelve, seven twenty six, and eight nine. And uh, they have. They're giving away Chanceus the Greats, which is pretty cool, uh, as well as, you know, a smattering of Dark Energy Crystals. Bronze tournaments, so they're pretty, they're very accessible to just about everybody. So, uh, you know, the reason, you know, that's, that's encouraging is simply because, you know, this is an outside, completely outside party viewing the Splinterlands Hey, Gerber. Gerber is as I'm here. <laughs> Viewing the Splinterlands uh, user base as a worthwhile advertising target. And that is fantastic. So, uh, you know, that's just a, a sign of the reach of the game. Uh, you know, beyond what, what Agro is showing there, which I'm guessing is an infographic that's going to appear in a, uh, in, a, in, a, in a post shortly. And, uh, you know, it must be nice to have interns, you know, putting together infographics for you. <laughs> you know, I have, I have a virtual assistant for my, for my day job, but uh, I don't have them doing graphics and stuff for me. I think I'd get a lot cooler posts done if I did. You know, maybe, maybe, Ron, just hear me out. Maybe MSP Waves should go in on a virtual assistant that does all promotions and, and graphics and posts and that kind of thing. So, uh... Just put it out there. I know a guy who does virtual assistants, uh, who has a virtual assistant agency. I can get that done for you. So, uh, yeah, people are still coming in. It is 416. We're doing all right. Uh, a couple other, you know, big things is, you know, orbs. Orbs are gone. Orbs are sold out. And, you know, on the last day that they were selling out, I, I dropped like half a million. Uh... How much of VA costs? They're generally like uh, that's generally you know five to eight dollars an hour kind of thing. Um, but you have you know you need like a, a half time or a full time kind of guy. And uh, Jarvie, I'm glad the countdown is useful for you. You know we've got a worldwide audience here. I know the Australians have been complaining about the new show time because they're asleep, <laughs> but you know it is what it is. But they can catch the replay. Uh, but, you know, we got a lot of different time zones, and I can never figure out time zones anyway. So, 
I'm just, I'm glad, you know, the countdown is just, hey, you got three hours, and, and then, you know, it's live, whatever that means to you. Uh, so, so yeah, orbs, orbs are gone. And uh, the, let's check out Hive Engine and see if we've seen any movement yet. So it's interesting, we've got uh, an edition selling out here, it's like a mini edition, but still, uh, we have an edition selling out, and at the same time, we're having the market you know, fall because of, you know, the whales selling. So, you know, that's going to, those are two conflicting forces. And I tend to think that the whale selling will overshadow the running out. And of course, oh, there we go. Uh, so yeah, so the price has not really budged much for orbs. And, you know, I think that's simply because of the overall market conditions. You know, there's not a whole lot of depth. Uh, you know, going up to seven hive, we've got uh, what 100, 200, 300, 400, 500. So maybe 700 altogether, something like that. Um, so not not a huge amount, uh, but you know the cards, the cards are great. You know, I've I've been saying that for <laughs> for a while now. Uh, I love. Love the orbs here. Oh, I want to look at the market, not, not my collection. Uh, but we've had a, we've had a number of orb uh, a number of orbs card being burned to deck 101. You know that's the service that we have where any uh, any card you send you get one percent more dark energy crystals than if you burn them. So you know uh, right now we're showing that the uh, peak monsters is showing the market value being 126,000. For the orbs carbs that are i guess that's only ones that are opened i'm not sure if that includes ones that are um, uh, still in still inside their orbs i'm guessing not because those cards don't exist yet <laughs> uh but you know it's that's that's a healthy chunk of money so i expect that to only go up over time you know because there are going to be other other mini sets like this but you know these particular cards will be uh, are being are now retired, so you know get them while you can, and a lot of them are super useful. You know, undead archer, silver shield bard, armor smith, electric eels. You know, I've I've talked about this before. Uh, you know, they're just it's it's a fantastic set. So I, uh, if you don't have them, you should get them. Yeah, only opened. So uh, how many orbs do we have that are that are not opened? A bunch. Uh, let's see, we got. 22,000 that are still in orb form. So that will add to the supply over time. But, you know, there's still alphas sitting around that haven't been opened. So, you know, there's always going to be, not always, but for a long time, there's going to be at least some on the market. It's just the question is, at what price? That's always the question of the market. Is, you know, the markets will clear, but just at what price? So we got the supply coming on from the whales and... I think this is going to be the time. So, so we have we have J69 selling, we got Glory 7 selling, we got Jerenix selling. Now J69 is obviously the largest one of those, but uh, this is going to be the time that we look back on and say, man, or you know, people who don't have like a, a beta collection or don't have a max set of beta, they're going to look back and say, man, that was the time that I could have gotten cards for cheap. So, you know. I think you know we still got a ways to go on this on this run of selling. Uh, 
yeah, Gerber, if you've got 1,400, you got, you know, 5%-ish. So this wave of selling is going to be your kind of last gasp opportunity for the betas. And obviously you can still buy untamed. Alphas are still pretty illiquid, even though there is some selling there. Um, so if you want those cards, and obviously the betas are, you know, they're a complete set. They have their, their own abilities. Uh, no, that was not a screenshot sound. That was a, a, a Brave Rewards ad sound. You know, I always get a couple throughout uh, the day. Got to make my Brave income, you know. Brave was on fire the other day. Uh, we talked about it on the Leo Roundtable. Or did we? I don't even remember now. Uh, <laughs> Cal's still encoding the uh, the stream. <laughs> but, uh, uh, but, yeah, so... You know, if, if you are looking to pick up beta cards, now going through however long this, this selling pressure continues is going to be your time to pick up. Because once these are gone and those cards are actually now distributed amongst a wider variety of accounts, then liquidity is going to dry up and prices are going to rise. So don't say I didn't warn you, because uh, this is me warning you. <laughs> uh but yeah, we're still getting uh, we're still getting some some uh, some some orbs cards sent to deck one hundred and one. Uh, that reminds me of deck uh, deck four hundred four, which is the I guess that's the name we're going with, which is going to be the uh, the account uh, rental, the replacement for herons and and so forth. I'm we're kicking around a couple different ideas, and uh, part of that idea, part of those ideas, is that the um, one of the issues with the Heron system, as it was, was that, you know, if you were in a, let's say you're playing a Silver League account, and, you know, so you get whatever it is, eight rewards, uh, loot boxes, and, you know, it happens that all those are chests, or, or all those are, are potions, or they're all low-value Dark Energy Crystals. You know, it's it can be a very frustrating kind of experience. So... But sometimes you get a gold foil legendary, and that ha that's happened before too. So in order to, to even out that huge variation, what we're thinking of doing is actually pooling all the rewards daily and then distributing them based on some kind of playing criteria. And uh, we can do that with, uh, you know, on the back end with the distribution bot and everything. And similarly, on the owner side, we're kicking around the idea of maybe doing the same kind of thing but based on the the uh the collection score of the cards you contribute to an account uh-oh lost sound crisis i'm still showing green bot all right how about now can you hear me in the uh uh-oh <laughs> Okay. All right. Well, I'll just join the. Uh, uh, how about uh, now? Can you yeah. hear me in the? Uh, okay. All right. I guess things are fixed. <laughs> okay. Uh, you died at pooling. Okay. So, what I was talking about with the pooling was that the um, so players. We're, we're, we're kicking around the idea of having players, all the rewards going towards the players are going to be pooled together and then distributed 
based on you know the more or less the contribution that they're they're uh, adding to the to the pot through their play. That can be term that can be like both in terms of like well if you're in silver two and you're going to get X number of rewards and and then you know versus an account in diamond one you're going to get a different amount of rewards and that'll that'll weight the amount of the of the rewards pool that you get. Similarly, you'll have battle deck, and that'll also be included in, in that calculation. But then on the other side, <laughs> always assume it's the bot unless you're aggro. Because aggro is the best, worst DJ uh, in the world. So, um, and then on the player side, or on the owner side, we're, we're talking about doing the same kind of thing, but based on the cards contributed, and then weighing in the collection score. Uh, for that. So we could do it based on deck value, like dark energy crystal value of the deck or market value of the deck. That's a lot more uh, calculation heavy. Um, but with the collection score, that's going to be, uh, I assume, it's going to be a built-in measurement uh, from Splinterlands the game. So that, that'll ease the, the, the computational complexity on our end. So Net result of that is, I think we're probably going to wait to to roll the whole thing out until uh, collection score is a thing, which is going to be soon-ish. I hope. Uh, also, we're, we're you know the uh, the uh, the dark energy crystal uh, value for things is going to you know for league gating is going to be a thing soon. So with all these changes coming up uh, very shortly, I think we're just going to wait on that to to release to the public. And I've already had people, you know, blowing up my my DMs saying that, uh, you know, I want to play, I want to play, I want to play. And that's a good way to get blocked, which I've already done to a couple. And uh, did we discuss that similar, something similar a long time ago? I think we did on one of the peak podcasts, uh, Jarby. Uh, but I'm not sure. I don't remember the, the exact details. But um, basically, we're just trying to even out the variability is, is all that amounts to. And then you just get like once daily kind of payouts and that's it. So I think that will be a workable system. And uh, we've got uh, Farmer Eco. I don't think he's in here, but uh, he's trying to, he's, he's pitching a system where we have uh, um, like a Google login website, but uh, that's, I think that's adding to the complexity beyond what, uh, what we're going to be doing. You know, you know that's, that's like version seven, you know, instead of version one. But I just want to give people that update because people keep asking when when deck four or four, and the answer is, uh, you know, in a bit. <laughs> yeah, and more code, because you know Gerber's my my coding guy. Uh, he's the one that uh, that uh, does all this, does all the actual work. You know, I just I just plan and talk about stuff, so <laughs> and throw money at things. Uh, welcome, Stace. This show is about Splinterlands, blockchain gaming, crypto investment kind of stuff uh, based on Splinterlands. So welcome if you're into that. And if you're not, that's okay. <laughs> nerdy stuff. It is nerdy stuff. That is true. So uh, we got the, uh, you know, speaking of beta cards, uh, Crypto Eater sent me this. <laughs> That Stace is out. Sent me this beta burner update. And I had I had not seen this before. 
And it's it's an interesting uh, idea. And with with the way the market's going, with betas you know dropping like a rock, I think it might end up doing a lot more than was planned. So basically, uh, th well, this is the update. Here's the original article. Uh, so, you know, they're 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 making these posts and they are taking the rewards and they're they're taking them liquid, uh, and they're paying Transistor to do it, which I think is, eh, whatever. Uh, <laughs> and you can also contribute to the to the whole thing. And but what they're doing with the rewards is they are buying, they are buying beta cards and burning them. So they just came out with the sixth burner update report, and they have burnt three hundred ninety six BCX, two hundred ninety one commons, ninety eight rares. Uh, actually, uh, yeah, and then uh, five common golds and two rare golds. So, and they have a little bit of a bankroll to, uh, to keep going with. This is kind of a fascinating uh, experiment, I think, because, you know, if you're going to, like, if you came to me and you said, I want to burn some cards, I'd say, well, okay, which cards do you want to burn? And you say, beta. I'm like, well, why? <laughs> you know, <laughs> they, I mean, the market prices, at least at, at the beginning especially, market prices were doing all right. So normally you want to, you want to burn supply in order to, you know, reduce liquidity, reduce supply, and raise prices. So, you know, what what is the goal here, really? I mean, and, uh, you know, as prices drop, you know, for X amount of Hive or X amount of Dark Energy Crystals, you know, you're going to be able to, to buy and then burn more and more. So it'll be interesting to see how this, how this works out. And, you know, so right now they're up to 20 bucks uh, worth of, uh, worth of burning and so that's that's not a lot obviously but you know if that thing gains some traction then you know that's that could be significant and you know because if we look at the at the beta market it's not like there's so much that it's you know uh, it's not so much that that you don't know what to do with it you know so I I don't really understand the the purpose really of the of the whole idea, but I am curious to see how it turns out. So uh, I was just tipped off to the, to that one and uh, thought thought I would share. So <laughs> you know crazy stuff. People come up with all kinds of things. Uh, but you know along along with the burning, you know one of the things that's burned a lot is rewards cards, right? And we have four different posts uh, over the past few days about the new rewards cards. And how can I do this so that it doesn't just spam the channel entirely? Uh, let's see. I'm not even sure I'll get through all of these. But here was the first post. And uh, they talk about we got uh, a dragon, Kretsch Talivor, and this is a summoner, a reward summoner, and uh, a three mana reward summoner is actually pretty damn useful because the other reward summoners have been four mana, so that's that's pretty great. We got Phantasm, which is on the death team, and it's got flying, it's got uh, is that it's got retaliate, and it's got uh, monster burner, same project, burning cards, yeah, and then it has. Uh, it has Return Fire, I think. Let's see. 
Yeah, return fire. So uh, it'll be a little death tank. Yeah, uh, we got Bela the Radiant, and she's got uh, she's got Life Leech, which is interesting, and uh, she's the first one on the life team to have that. She's got Divine Shield, and uh, she's got the stun. So it'll be pretty useful in those um, in those uh, knockout kind of tournaments. And so, you know, then there's there's three more posts because there's a whole bunch of rewards cards here. So there's number three, and then number four. <laughs> and so if we go to if we go over to Kyokiz's rewards cards list. We can see that you know those ones that were hanging out at that ninety percent, ninety-eight percent kind of thing, uh, they are gone. So you know, chicken is gone, and uh, the uh, the beetle is gone, and fallen specter is gone. Naga windmaster is gone, which is uh, which is you know those are pretty good cards just as like as a set, and of course the chickens used in almost every uh, almost every match. So. <laughs> Uh, let's check out if, if any of those have gotten snapped up. You know, eh, still hanging out at five cents uh, for the Furious Chicken for regular. And nobody calls me chicken. Are you yellow? And the golds are, the trend is up 24, 24%. So people are starting to starting to snap those up you know i i equipped what under the heron system i equipped all of my rental accounts with a gold chicken just because you know it's a it's a zero mana it gives you that 10 percent dark energy crystal boost so why not you know uh it's super useful so it, it'll be interesting to see how those how the prices of those work out uh you know so far you know obviously the gold chicken is holding its own amidst the overall market decline uh, but the new rewards cards, they look pretty damn good, I gotta say. We got uh, we got the Sandworm, which is which is nine mana, but is sneak, it is piercing, it has um, uh, capture. <coughs> Excuse me, sorry, not capture, snare, which uh, removes flying from from others. So it's got a seven attack at high levels, which is just crazy. So in in high mana matches, this is gonna be. Uh, a killer to watch out for. We got a few more killers. Uh, well, Silver Shield Sheriff has got Snipe, Pierce, Protect, which is nice. Uh, Phineas Rage. So Phineas Rage is the first one to introduce this new ability, and it's this little um, caped-looking guy. And you can see, like in the in the in the description text, he's got the Oppress ability. Oops. Let's. One, two, three. So, but most of you are probably wondering just what that scary, that new scary looking monster dude ability is. The Splinterless team is excited to introduce the new Oppress ability, which will be featured on a few of the new rewards edition monsters and additional cards going forwards. Monsters with the Oppress ability will do double damage to any targets that have no attack. So that means Lord Arianthus. That means uh, Gelatinous Cube. That means... <laughs> Yeah, you are gonna you are gonna be impressed. Uh, that means uh, you know the the uh, peaceful warrior. That means you know a couple of things. So I mean, 
you know, at the high levels, Lord Arianthus is in like 50% of all the battles. So these monsters with the oppressibility are basically Lord Arianthus killers. And, uh, you know, so this guy, uh, he's got, at least at the top top end, he's got four uh, melee attack. So double that, and that's eight. But then, uh, he's, like, Lord Arianthus has shield, so it's back down to four. But still, um, you know, that, that is a significant a significant hit. And we got more, and on, uh, we got the Grim Reaper, who has Oppress. You know, a four piercing attack, uh, ranged attack. We've got, uh, I think there was one more. Let's see. Ah, here we go. We've got the Glorodax Soldier. So these are, ah, and, and Captain's Ghost. There we go. So this is this is going to be a new thing. Um, so I'm actually kind of excited about this because obviously uh, a card like Lord Aranthus being in 50% of matches is just way too useful. Uh, I want to see you know more varied lineups, and these cards are going to accomplish that simply because you know Lord Aranthus will now be weak to these cards. It'll be a little bit before you know those are out in in max quantities, at least widely. So, uh, you know, that's, uh, gives, gives the Lord A players a little bit of breathing room, but it's coming. You're going to have to adapt. You're going to have to develop new strategies. And so I'm, I'm excited to, to see that. And, uh, this I think is actually one of the most interesting of the new cards is the Spirit Druid Grog, which is a legendary on the Earth team. And he's got, uh, Resurrect, he's got Life Leech, Slow, and, uh, Headwinds. So he's only got one, uh you know, one health, but, you know, Earth Team has plenty of strengthen, uh, with Lyanna, or with, uh, or with, um, uh, Prince Renan, and then there's, you know, uh, the healers with, uh, with strengthen, and, and other things like that, so, I mean, that one, that one health isn't going to, um, uh, isn't going to, uh, be that much of a detriment, you know, for, for a magic reflect kind of thing, so, um, you know, it's got life leech, which which is kind of interesting for an Earth team from a from a lower perspective. Um, but uh, yeah, I think this is going to be one of those have to have kind of cards. And Jarvie's showing off here. <laughs> you can filter uh, the peak monsters market by ability, and that is pretty damn cool. So uh, I was just going through the posts, though. So, so is what it is. Uh, yeah. So. The uh, the new rewards cards they look they look pretty good I gotta say uh, there's um, there's some powerful um, there's some powerful cards in here and of course you know <laughs> water got another triage cleanse uh, card so you could stack like um, you know mermaid healer uh, you could, uh, this kelp initiate you know uh, and then the the healers uh, the Crustacean crab and the and the um, what's the neutral one? Uh, it's got a it's five mana. I can't remember off the top of my head, but it has a tank heal as well. So you can have the tank healers and the triage healing the tank healers and create like an immortal tank basically. <laughs> so uh, that that'll be an interesting uh, strategy with with water. And you know this guy's only two mana. Yeah. So Gerber's a fan of the artwork, the new artwork. Tortesian healer. That's the one. Yes. Uh, so you could have, you could have a stack of four healing, 
uh, cards, you know, on a pretty on a heavy duty tank. Uh, so that'd be <laughs> just to see what would happen. I think that might work depending on depending on the rule set. So yeah, we got we got all these new cards coming out, and you know, typically it takes a little while for them to find their price. And uh, Jarvi posted them up there, but let's take a look at uh, at the latest rewards. Uh, we can sort by ID number, which is always good. And let's look at the regulars. So right now, let's scroll down, scroll down, scroll down. Uh, bu -bu -bu sandworm. There we go. So I think these are the new ones here. Kraken. Yeah, Kraken's a good tank. Especially since it has a taunt as well. So those are your new cards, basically. And, you know, if we compare them to the others, let's take a look at just the, just the rares, for example. So the uh, Phineas Rage, Grim Reaper, Captain's Ghost, they're all going for around 11 thir to 13 cents. Kelp Initiate and Centauri Major are a bit lower at 7, or about 8 cents each. So, uh, but when we compare those to the earlier rewards cards, that's actually way higher. So, like, these are some of the other rare rewards cards, and a lot of these are out of print now. Uh, so you can see the difference there. And uh, I think that's that's partially just newness and, and lack of supply, but I think it's also part of, you know, these are pretty useful rewards cards. It's it's a good batch. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about that, and I think... I think those those the differential in prices there, you know, per level of rarity will probably compress, but I don't think that'll go away entirely. So, uh, you know, I would, you know, I would hold off on buying those a little bit personally. Not investment advice, all that jazz, but uh, you know, they're they're pretty good cards. <laughs> you know, like you know, some of these cards just like nobody uses, and you can tell by the price, like Naga Fire Wizard, you know, two cents. That's uh, that's not great. Uh, you know, Skeletal Warrior, I don't see a lot. Uh, Prismatic Energy, obviously, everybody uses all the time. Uh, Crystal Werewolf gets a lot of use. Javelin Thrower is pretty useful. Naga Windmaster. Um, Hobgoblin, you know, only in um, in sets where melee can attack from anywhere, basically. Flame Imp is very useful. Uh, and even Flame Imp's only at seven cents, and Mushroom Seer is at seven and a half cents. So... Yeah, I think I think we're gonna see some, some, uh, some price compression there on the new rewards cards. But you know, limited supply, so if if you want them, gotta go get them. So right now, if I wanted a Captain's Ghost, uh, could I even do that? Can I buy? Uh, apparently, I can. I can buy one for twenty three dollars for a max level, which is a lot for a rare rewards card. But uh, you know, it is what it is. Um, a couple other new developments we got inside the game. We got a balance history, which is kind of fun. Uh, you can look at it in Dark Angel Crystals or in Credits. You can see your quest rewards and your uh, your battle rewards. Uh, you know that's only the Dark Angel Crystals. So if you want your actual total uh, kind of kind of rewards, you know MonsterMarket.io has their analyzer. And that's pretty handy. So I just analyzed the last two weeks for myself. And I've got 
6104 battle deck, uh, 7,000 deck from cards, and 4,800 deck from quests. Uh, you know, just as far as the actual, uh, you know, Dark Energy Crystals handed out. So if we add all that together, what do we get? I don't even know. Do we have Banjo in here? Ah, we do. We got, so 18,000 Dark Energy Crystals, which is yeah, not bad. Um, you know, my, my collection value, if I log into the right account here, let's see what that's on. I got a collection worth. Oh, right, they changed it. <laughs> it's worth zero. So, <laughs> uh, hard to calculate uh, that. So, Peak Monsters did a little tweak where delegated cards are not counted towards your collection value, uh, which I think I, I preferred it the old way where I could see that. But, um, you know, I have a pretty expensive collection just because a lot of it's alpha gold kind of stuff, um, just because nobody else will. We'll rent those for reasonable sums. Um, but, you know, a max level deck is, you know, Monster Market has a tool for that as well, actually. But, you know, a couple thousand bucks, right? So if we have, if I'm making 18,000 Dark Energy Crystals per season, so 18,000 times 26. Oh, use bulk for you can see delegated value. Ah, clever. There we go. All right, so, you know, my basis there is kind of crazy just because of that, those alpha golds. Uh, that's way too much. <laughs> but uh, if I make 18000 a season, that's, that's 468000 a year. So, you know, at, uh, at 1000 to 1 at par value, that's, that's making, let's call it $500 bucks, uh, on, on a, a few thousand. Even, even at that crazy inflated value, the 16000 um, that's still, you know, that's still a 3% return on a more normal account. Uh, it'd be more like, you know, 20, 30%, uh, you know, if that, if that market value was closer to like 4,000. So, you know, playing the game is still, still pretty damn, pretty damn good. Um, obviously dark energy crystals are below par right now, but so are the cards. So, you know, it kind of works out. Yeah, so how to filter for not delegated down on the bottom of the filters. You can, there's that uh, yes or no checkbox for, uh, for delegations. Ooh, and that was thunder outside. So uh, if, if you lose me, then it might not be the bot this time. But uh, hopefully I'll be able to make it to the end of the hour. We only got about 10 minutes left. It is 4.47 here in the Eastern. Uh... So yeah, anyway, that was the balance history. It's cool. Nice little nice little addition. Um, the other big thing was that in the in the chat, uh, we were it was revealed uh, in the Discord that the coding for multi-round anytime tournaments uh, is done. So that's pretty exciting. Because <laughs> you know, the more people who have been playing anytime tournaments, the more people have been complaining about anytime tournaments. Uh, about you know the rankings and how it's like oh somebody said they went 14 and 0 and still got like 11th place which is just craziness <laughs> uh, and part of that is is you know how many people are in the tournament but part of that is just you know the vagaries of of um, you got to look at the bulk view if so 
Aha. And Jarvie's saying, just FYI, we'll be limiting a lot of Peak Monsters features to only Peak Monsters actual users, rentals, market users in the future, based on levels. But coding for all that is coming later. So yeah, so I think that's a great thing because, you know, you're just giving away uh, your services to people who then go buy other places, which is annoying. <laughs> because if they're going to use your tools, they should support your market. I think that's, that's just uh, common sense, really. So I'm okay with that. I'm also like level seven or whatever in the <laughs> in the uh, purchase history, so that works for me. Uh, so yeah, so anytime tournaments are, you know, multi rounds are uh, at least the base coding has been done, which is fantastic. Obviously, they need to test and tweak and do whatever, uh, but then the just just the ver the mere fact that there will be multiple rounds, I think, will will call will will solve a lot of those issues that people are having so i know if i went 14 and 0 and came in 11th i would be pissed <laughs> because you can't do any better and yet it sucks so you know how how is that uh how is that you know a quality experience so ha having the multi-rounds where it's like okay you know and i don't know what their criteria are but even if you just take the top 50 percent uh then you know, do two rounds or maybe three rounds and that will solve the vast majority of that because, you know, a lot of that, a lot of that discrepancy comes from people, uh, not, not submitting battles. So if you, and, and actually this will be an incentive to actually finish all your battles because under the current system, it goes, uh, rain is getting loud. So under the current system, if, if you lose like your first two, then you're just done. You know, there's no point in continuing. So, uh, if there's, if there's a, if there's a, uh, a heat system or round system where you go, you know, all the way through and then, you know, the top 50% go into the next round, then there, there's a much more, much bigger incentive to actually finish, uh, finish submitting your teams. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, now, now you can see his 400 single chickens, which is great. I, you know, he took my advice last week and, and stocked up a bit on, on the, the chickens. So, you know, so if you're going, if you, let's say we just do 50% and there's, you know, in one of the bigger tournaments, there's like 2000 entrants. So 2000 entries, you know, a good chunk of those won't even show up. So then the top thousand move on to the next round for the next day. And then the you know, you're left with the people who are playing. So that's a great way to weed that out. And then if there was a third round, then you could say, well, now we're down into the people who are playing and are, uh, and are good, you know, at least the top, top 50%. And that final ranking will be much, much more accurate compared to that initial first round ranking. So I think that is a fantastic, uh, a fantastic solution. So, uh, we are coming up on the hour here uh, in about seven and a half minutes. So I don't want to get uh, too much deeper into any other of my other notes here. But, uh, you know, like uh, like Agrid was saying on on the on the blockchain gaming panel, which is what I'm calling it. Uh, blockchain cuties, I guess. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I'd never heard of the show before, but uh, I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad other people have. So, you know, it all comes down to users and it all come and those users come down to crypto adoption. So 
I've seen a couple aggressive calls lately for Bitcoin. Uh, I know Addicted had a post uh, a day or two ago calling for a bull market starting in August, which is, you know, tomorrow's July. So it's going to be, um, <laughs> so it's going to be a pretty, uh, it, you know, if that's true, it's, it's going to be a great run. So, you know, w- once that hype train leaves the station, then all, all the people that have been ignoring crypto for you know years at this point are going to be coming on board. And as we all know, a portion of those come out and, you know, check out other things. So like, uh, if I look at a list on Dapp Radar, uh, what's what's the most popular game uh, or, you know, on, on crypto? And uh, they'll see Splinterlands. So I expect that if there is a bull market coming, again, not, uh, not uh, financial advice, then uh, if we do get a bull, we are going to see a bunch of new players. And I think that's great. So, uh, Security Cat says you can prepare people to look at before and after pics of my flip in about seven minutes. Oh, very nice. So, uh, Security Cat here is—he uh, doesn't do just crypto and stocks. He also does real estate. So uh, he's got a flip, uh, a property that they re- renovated and are—I know they put on the market. I don't know if they've actually got under contract yet. Uh, but you know, there's um, there's people buying houses out there. Who knew? In the midst of coronavirus. So that's that's pretty exciting, and I guess we're gonna see pictures. I've seen one picture I think that he posted in the Leo Finance Group, or on the Discord. Uh, but uh, you know, crazy times. So oh, it is under contract. Very nice. That's first day. That's that's amazing. <laughs> it's just uh, you know I would have thought lending activity would have slowed down, but you know we had we had you know Chairman Powell and uh, and Secretary Mnuchin or however you pronounce his name, uh, testifying before Congress today. And they were like, and in, um, in Powell's prepared remarks, he had said that, you know, people need to be aware of the, the risks for, for equity markets and that, you know, if, if things continue to, to have problems with the coronavirus and places shut down, then that is like basically, basically saying this is a material risk. But then, <laughs> but then you know, they said, we're going to be there to support the economy, do what we can, which basically is just <laughs> so, so stocks are up and, you know, everything's up, basically. And, you know, uh, I know we only have a couple minutes left here, but uh, in the in the Leo Finance uh, Discord, uh, Cal took one of my trading ideas and actually implemented it where it's it's a it's a position that makes money if the S&P 500, which has now been renamed to the Stimulus and Print 500, reaches its all-time highs by January 2022, so 18 months from now. And honestly, I think this is a slam dunk. So, you know, what are the chances that they don't print into oblivion? So either things go poorly and they just, you know, do crazy printing, or things do things recover, we get past the coronavirus, business goes back to normal, and things recover. So, uh, you know, I think it's I think it's a no brainer for um, for that kind of trade, uh, and <laughs> you know we'll see we'll see in eighteen months uh, how it, how it works out. But uh, you know, I just I can't I can't see the reason that it would fail because we all know that, uh, or maybe we don't all know. Maybe this is not common knowledge. The uh, you know the countries that have done 
like gone through hyperinflation. So their stock markets have done fantastic. Uh, they don't keep they don't keep pace with with the real world inflation. So they lose in real terms. But if you're if you're doing options contracts or derivatives or whatever, you can overcome that. So, you know, it's uh, it's it's printing time basically. Now, <clears throat> how that matters for you guys playing Swinterlands is that you know once that once that Bitcoin price rises and people are crypto rich, you know they're gonna be they're gonna be spending money like uh, you know like it's um, like it's. Uh, like it's water, you know, <laughs> like drunk sailors, you know, or, you know, cocaine fueled parties, you know, standard 80s excess kind of stuff. So, you know, it's, uh, it is, it is going to be an interesting time. And at that point, you'll be able to sell your Splinterlands cards for crazy numbers, especially those, these out of print ones, the out of print rewards, the betas, the, um, the alphas. And, you know, depending on the timing, you know, we'll see how how Untamed is doing in terms of uh, in terms of availability, because we still have eight hundred eighty one thousand seven hundred seven packs remaining in Untamed. So that's a bunch. Uh, I don't know how quickly we're going to get through that. We got through the the this most recent twenty k pretty quickly, but uh, you know. We'll see. We'll see how it how it ends up because we got a bunch more airdrops to go through. Uh, Chanceus was the last one. I'm guessing um, that the next two are going to be legendary summoners, and then uh, we'll get the final legendary dragon summoner at the very end. That's just a guess. Uh, but and there's going to be a few filler cards in between there. So uh, yeah, I think you know, I think the crypto run, if and when it happens, is going to be you know, fantastic news for, for all of us who hold Spinalands cards. So, market price is going down now. This is going to be your last chance opportunity, your last gasp to get those out-of-print cards. So, you know, in a year or maybe 18 months, don't say I didn't tell you because I'm telling you. Anyway, that's it for now. And next up is Scaredy Cat. We're going to check out his, his real estate flip who got under contract in one day. <laughs> and we'll see you next week.